Hi, everyone. This is Eugenia Jordan. I'm VP of Marketing for Parallel Wireless. With OpenRAM, innovation is number one. It's the key. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Eugenia. I'm so happy to be speaking with you again. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to see you again. Last time we saw it was in Barcelona. We were sitting outside. It was end of February and the sun was shining and it was just so nice wind blowing in our hair. It was just (laughs) such great memories. (laughs) It was great. And I, I know you and a lot of people, but I know you were really, really excited to be back in Barcelona for Mobile World Congress. So it was a very exciting time. Um, And I'm happy to have you on the podcast now. We'll be talking about OpenRAN and Parallel Wireless and how you're kind of approaching all that. But of course, before we do that, I have to ask you, what's an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? That is such a good question. I believe it was during COVID when Mobile World Congress collapsed and the marketing team, my team, we worked on Mobile World Congress for eight months and it was not just the marketing team, system engineers, probably 25, 30 people at Parallel Wireless. And we didn't get a chance to go and see the results of our work. And people cried, engineers cried, my team cried. It was such a big loss. And I felt it. So us women, we have ability to empathize with people. And I used that skill to understand how people felt. I remember sitting and crying on my couch because Mobile World Congress collapsed and then listening to an engineer crying and telling him, you know what? we'll get to go to Mobile Congress. So I think that's moments when I feel my superpower to connect with people, hug them with my words or virtually, and then help them get through. And men don't know how to do it. Men are trying to fix it. <laughs> we don't. We just sit down, like Brittany Brown says, we sit down and we listen. I am hoping that that COVID and what we've all learned about compassion and empathy and a- allowing people to be emotional and real at work a little bit more than we used to. I, I hope that that change lasts and that men do get better at it and allow for it. And I think what I'm starting to realize is a lot of talk around what is professional AKA not crying at work, not being honest, what you wear, how you wear your hair. I realize a lot of it is actually kind of just covert sexism and racism, right? Like if you are offended by something in the workplace, women try, they struggle. They're like, oh, well, I can't make a big deal about it. It's not appropriate or professional that I express my anger, that I express my disappointment. And a lot of that is just to kind of keep people in their place. So I'm starting to realize people take their work very seriously. And we learned that with Mobile World Congress, a lot of people were very upset when it was canceled. 
because they put their heart and soul into this stuff. So I, I just appreciate you talking about mixing emotion with work and that sometimes it is okay to do that. <laughs> of course, it's always okay to express your emotions. We're humans. So we're all human beings. So my boss is a human being. I'm a human, my people that work for me. So if we don't get it, then they will go to companies that do get it. Mm. And so it's either we learn how to appreciate each other or we're going to lose our best people. Yeah. Okay. Now you take the position. Now we're getting into the tech stuff. <laughs> Switching it around. <laughs> you take... For my listeners who can't see this, Eugenia is, is dancing with excitement to talk about tech. So you take the position that OpenRAN is becoming the only way to build the RAM. So simple question, why is that? Why do you feel that way? That is a really good question. And I'm going to answer it with a question. <laughs> and the question is, why OpenRAN? Industry consolidated. When industry consolidates, when you go to the store and you can only buy two boxes of cereal or three boxes of cereal, then you don't have a choice. And those vendors that developing that cereal, they're not gonna innovate. They're just gonna do give the same type of cornflakes or granola or whatnot. There is no reason to innovate. They're the only game in town. So with OpenRAM, innovation is number one, it's the key. And once innovation is embraced, then every other benefit that people discussing about OpenRAM is gonna happen. It's gonna become more automated, it's gonna become more cost-effective, but it all starts with innovation. And in the last five years, we went from three vendors that were developing equipment for their end to over 50. How about those cornflakes? Well, I think I found the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, now how does Parallel Wireless see automation and AI fitting into this broader conversation around Open RAN? That is a good question because we all know the benefits of open RAM. I don't have to preach to your listeners about disaggregation. Everyone knows that release 15, 3GPP disaggregated the cell site into RU, DU, CU, and then Orin Alliance created interfaces between DU and CU with 7.2 radio. So I'm not preaching, I'm just summarizing. Disaggregation, done, understood. So, but then you look at all the disaggregated components and you go like, hmm, how I'm gonna integrate them, how I'm gonna optimize them and how I'm gonna upgrade them. Because with OpenRAN, the architecture is cloud native. You run it on Kubernetes, you have microservices running in containers, so it's completely different. It's not the legacy vertically integrated with the boxes. It's all software enabled. So automation comes in many different forms in open RAN. The first automation happens 
when you prepare your architecture, when you cloudify it, you make it cloud native. Then you implement IT principles like CI, C, um, oh my God, I, <laughs> CI, CD. Easy for me to say, right? CI, CD, continuous integration, continuous development. And I'm going to tell you, I'm being sarcastic right now, a secret that CI, CD, it's not something new. It's been in service provider networks for 15 years on the IT side. So service provider market, telecom market is finally catching up. So CI, CI and CD with that DevOps, you can upgrade your site. Not every six months, but as often as you want. So once that is done with all the upgrades, then you think how you're gonna optimize the site. You know how today's sites get optimized? Yo, you actually want me to answer that question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I actually, I don't know. I mean, I imagine it's much more of a process than you're going to tell me that it will be <laughs> in this, when it's all software. I imagine it takes much more like, what, weeks as opposed to minutes? Exactly. So you send an engineer on site and then you send another engineer on site and then you tilt antennas, you adjust, you do drive testing, so yes, it is a process and it's a week long process with AI and ML and AI and ML is built into RIG, um, the controller defined by Orin Alliance. So there's a near real time RIG and there's a non real time RIG. So non real time RIG is gonna build the models. The data will be fed in the non real time RIG and then that uh, models will be communicated to the near real-time rig. And near time rig will optimize the network based on the data that came to um, this so piece of software. So it's just like magic. Yeah, it's pretty great. And actually, so I'm in the middle of writing a uh, report about kind of like the global status of 5G, just kind of a, a catch up of, of where are we and where are we going? And something that a few people I've spoken to have expressed is that they're actually surprised how quickly Open RAN became a key conversation uh, and that it's kind of surpassing um, private networks, even in, in people's area of focus. So I wanted to kind of ask you, what sort of adoption trends are you expecting for Open RAN? Is it faster than and maybe some other kind of, um, you know, advances in this area? Are you thinking people are really jumping on board quickly here? That is an interesting question. I'm going to answer it in two parts. Okay. The first part is quickly for whom? Parallel Wireless has been innovating and open end for the last seven years. So first deployment was in 2015. So it takes time. And the reason it's getting a lot of traction because it's operator driven. They want the innovation, they want the flexibility, they want cost savings. As for the other part of your question, I think people are barking at the wrong tree when they're talking about 
5G private networks because 5G private networks or any type of greenfield 5G is only a very small percentage of the market. If we look at the global cellular market, it's 2G, it's 3G and 4G. So I'm gonna give a little commercial for parallel wireless right now, <laughs> if it's okay. This is okay. your time, this is your time. <laughs> it's my, that's good. So the only reason that everyone is barking at the private networks tree because they don't have open RAN technology to support 2G, 3G, and 4G. Because 5G needs, it's just another G. So if you have all your other Gs, they are legacy-based, they are vertically integrated, and then you bring cloud native 5G, guess what happens? You will have to run two networks. So, and that's why Parallel Wireless, when we come on site, we make everything cloud native, even 2G. Yeah, that's, that's a good point um, because there's, you know, you don't have to just talk about open RAN in the context of 5G, but that tends to be how the conversation goes. And I never really thought about why that is. <laughs> so that's a, that's a very good point. Um, that a lot of these, you know, a lot of companies are not necessarily equipped to talk about it in any other G. Yeah, absolutely. It creates a lot of buzz because the only way for them to enter 5G, it's in the through Greenfield 5G, which doesn't exist. There's only three operators in the world that are Greenfield, maybe four, or private networks. But let's look back 10 years, 12 years ago, when small cells were all the buzz, it looks very similar. 5G, private 5G looks very similar to small cell enterprise solutions. And again, it was an opportunity for companies to potentially expand in greenfield 4G. It didn't happen then. It's probably not gonna happen now unless companies can address with open RAN, all the Gs. That market is huge, macro market, because we all live on around macro base stations. We don't live at the edge of the building. So we need to address where people are with their cell phones. All very true. Okay. So you started to talk about the challenges a little bit when we talked about why you need AI and why you need to automate the networks. But what other challenges are the most pressing for Open RAN? And how are these challenges being addressed by the industry, whether that's parallel wireless addressing them or, or more broadly, how is the industry kind of tackling these, these Open RAN challenges that remain? So I'm going to ask again with the question. I know. I know. This is a, yeah, honestly, no one ever asks me questions. So it's kind of nice putting me on the spot, but you know what? Like I told you, I can edit this later. So, okay, okay. Go ahead. So, the questions or integration challenges, who do they normally come from? And we don't have to name the company names, but is Parallel Wireless a new innovative company talking about it? or the companies that are 150 or 140 years 
all there talking about the challenges? Oh, that that is a good question. Yeah, I mean, who's saying there are challenges? Yeah, probably the ones we won't name. Um, and I imagine they have reasons to not want open ran to work, <laughs> to work particularly well. So, and not to say that there aren't challenges. I mean, from you know, I've spoken to test and measurement companies, and it, it does you know testing and validating end to end networks that have multiple vendors involved. It does create you do have to change the way you test, but that doesn't mean it's not worth doing. It you know, so not to say there aren't challenges, but I can imagine that they might be exaggerated by some some players in the market while others are you know kind of like oh there's always challenges <laughs> but you can overcome them <laughs> there's it's testing and integration been you know in our industry since uh first g right and it always two g testing it's, and it's never the same from g to g or you know Equipment, yep. equipment yeah i'd imagine <laughs> yep so in, in with 7.2 from oran alliance the mm -hmm. idea is you take any server dell hp any x86 server you put your du software cu software on it you plug in any radio and it's done so the challenges with the challenges is we're barking at the wrong tree. <laughs> I know it's the it's the cornflakes for this episode, the title of barking at the I, wrong tree, right? I know. Honestly, <laughs> it's gonna be hard. I have a few one-liners that I'm like, oh, that would be a good, that'd be a good title. All right. So the last thing I want to talk to you about is that I heard you have some news that you can share, but only if I hold this episode until after the 22nd which I agreed to do. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't think you mentioned it so far. If you did, you didn't tell me. So <laughs> I have not mentioned it. So, um, so the news is, and I'm hoping we will be able to do a press release, mm -hmm. is that Parallel Wireless uh, won a big contract to provide wireless, to de deploy wireless networks in the country of Tanzania. So it's a mobile operator by the name of TTCL. And I'm going to, when the episode airs, I has already gone um, to meet with the, as a representative of Parallel Wireless, to meet with the president of Tanzania, who is an amazing, inspiring leader. I'm so excited to meet her. Um, she's only probably third or fourth person female president in Africa. So they call, call her Mama Samia, if I pronounce it correctly. So she's amazing. And I will be representing Parallel Wireless when she, when she signs the award letter for Parallel Wireless. That's very, very cool and really exciting. I should have her on the podcast. I wish I could have you both on the podcast and you can both talk about, you know, cellular technology and how it's going to, you know, improve Tanzania. That's very cool. Um, and I look forward to seeing more about that, that news once it's live, I'll have to be very like quiet and secretive about it until then, I guess. <laughs> I know. And I'll send you the link about her because I was reading uh -huh. and she's amazing. She's 
one of those leaders that brings calm mm. in her leadership style. And she's doing a lot of good things for Tanzania. Mm -hmm. And coverage, wireless coverage is one of those things because it's 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 a human right it to is. be able to connect. Yeah, it is it's a human right. And oh look, she brings calm. Look, a woman can be calm in a leadership role. Who knew? Eugenia, thank you so much for this conversation. It's been really fun. Thanks for asking me questions for a change. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.